1: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to After Extra Time. I'm your host, Greeny, and this is the most controversial podcast you'll ever hear. And I'm also joined by my two co-hosts. The first one is Mr. Alex Jackson.
1: Hello. How you doing, mate? I'm wondering why you've called it the most controversial podcast ever.
2: We'll <laughs> um, find out when if, if I listen a bit more.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> I'd also like to um, invite on is my other co-host. It's Mr. Jack Godfrey.
0: Hello, mate. I'm surprised you didn't call yourself um, the famous one again.
1: Well, oh, I, I, don't, I don't, don't encourage
2: it. I don't want to keep using that line, and you know what I mean, lads. It makes you look a bit more bad than what you already are. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. well, how is everyone, in anyway? a
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. good mate. I've just had a wake off so I've, I'm chilled. So
2: yeah, decent, I'm good mate. Decent. Shall we get kicking off then, boys?
1: Yeah, let's
0: go for it. Let's do it.
2: Good. See what I've done there kicking off? Hey.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, quite a bit on tonight's podcast. Um, me and Jacko went over a few on the um, Facebook Live. Uh, but what I want to mm. ask you, Jacko, and I know you're probably not a big fan of this, but um, yeah. Arsenal, they've made 55 redundancies, um, non paying mm. staff, because of financial impacts. I mean, what do you make of that?
1: I think it's an absolute joke. You've got I know I know they're non non playing staff, but you've got Ozil sitting on three hundred and fifty grand a week and he's not even been involved in the restart and I don't think he's played under Arteta since Arteta came in. So if you fob him off you can probably pay those fifty five staff for however long you need them. You know, the fact that they're, they're, they're spending money on Aubameyang and William, it, it just, it, it winds me up. It's basically, yeah, all we care about is getting the most, uh, or getting the best players we can. We don't care about our staff. It's just, it's shocking. It really is.
2: Yeah, well, I totally agree with you on that one, mate. I mean, um, obviously, like the sacking all these off, you brought up Aubameyang, you brought up William. Now, surely, Jack, they would have got to pay out for the FA Cup final. So, surely they could have kept that staff on for at least one more year and see how this pandemic pans out.
0: Yeah, you, you don't really know what the payout from the FA Cup is, though, mate. It, it, it might not be a lot. It, it might be enough to potentially keep, you know, 10, 20, 30 of those staff on. But, um, yeah, i just echo what Jacko said. You know, you've got Ozil sat, you know, not even in the match they squad on in 350 grand a week. And that money surely can be used to to, to keep those staff on for years to come. It's... It's, just, it's a disgrace, really. You know, you've got hard-working people. They're probably working-class people. You know, they're they're not used to to getting the wage that footballers get, and and they're having to uh, be laid off, which is it's a disgrace, really. Like I say.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, Jaco, do you reckon there'll be any more any more clubs will be doing the same?
1: Um, I, I, I shouldn't have thought so, because they should get rid of the players mm. if they've. Dip too much into a, a balance that is affecting them to uh, to you know pay hardworking staff that are there week in week out, regardless of whether or not they're part of the football team or the part of the commercial side or or the human resources side or, or whatever side there is. You should be able to afford to pay your entire staff, and if you can't, you don't go out and spend. Three hundred fifty grand, four hundred grand a week on players because it just makes you look heartless, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I don't think... You know,
1: they're, they're, they're all super excited about getting a Bamiang, but these 55 play, people that have been sacked probably won't be able to get a job for six months.
2: No, that's right, yeah. And, the, and you know... They... To be honest, mate, you, you obviously we don't know what they do behind the scenes, but I'm sure they do quite a bit, whether that's stewarding, serving the food. It's still part of the club what needs to be done.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's 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 more to it than just playing football. Mm. You know, there, there's all sorts of of uh, of different members of staff that you need. And yeah, I, I just don't see why they've laid off fifty five people. I, I just don't. No, and um, it's I think it's utter disgrace as well. So I'm I'm
2: I'm with you two lads on that tonight. Um, Jack, what do you make of the William move Looks set now for Arsenal. Do
0: you reckon that's a good signing for Willian, or are you surprised he's gone and chose Arsenal? No, I think I think that's a good signing, mate. I think um, I think I'm I'm surprised that Chelsea didn't offer him an extra year or or an extra two years. I think he's been a valuable asset for Chelsea, um, possibly even underrated um, by Chelsea. Um, I think it's a real coup for Arsenal, um, especially on a free. Um, I think he's probably got another couple of years in him yet, and I think. Uh, it's, it's a really good signing for Arsenal. I think he'll probably score, you know, double-figure amount of goals, assists, you know, he's, he's a very good wide player, he can score goals from long range, free kicks. So, like I say, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really good signing for Arsenal, especially on a free.
2: Yeah, Jacko. I mean, um, we just touched on William, or um, we was touched on Aubameyang <laughs> with his new deal. So do you now feel they could be a top four side coming up to the new season with these signings?
1: Mate, we, we've discussed it on the pod many a time. Defensively, they still look a bit shaky. Um, they had to keep Aubameyang; that that was without a shadow. They, they had to keep Morata, but they need to look at defensive uh, additions. Um, you know, because at, at the minute you're looking at a front three that, that as per what Arteta had set out um, before the cup final, you had Pepe on the right. You add Abamyang on the left. You had Lacazette down the middle. Um, as I said before, they spent a lot of money on Pepe. Is he going to be replaced by Willian? You don't know what Willian Willian's role is going to be. Is he going to be sitting on the bench now, or is he going to be? Does that mean that Lacazette's going and Abamyang's going up top, and Willian or Pepe going out to uh, the left side? You just don't know. But I, I do seriously think they need to get some defensive additions to that side.
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree. And I was quite surprised they haven't. That would, I thought that would be one of uh, the first signings, mate, was a defensive player. Um, mm. But obviously, you must feel he's strong enough at the minute.
1: Yeah, but the, the problem is, you know, Jack on it in, in a couple of pods. The um, staff is not great. You know, Socrates isn't isn't great. Louise, yeah, he has sort of shown some sort of um, improvement over the last sort of four or five weeks. But is he going to be reliable all season? Is he going to cost you more goals than than keeping out? Holding, I've never really rated. So you know, they've got this this Mari. And is it Zabelba or something? Is out at San etienne I can't think. Mm. Whether or not those two are going to be good enough next season, you don't know. I just think they need to look at something else. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, let's move off from Arsenal now. We've spoken a bit about Arsenal. Uh, let's just move on a bit on the Champions League while we're here. Uh, Jack, Chelsea, mate, suffered a 7-1 defeat over Bayern Munich. Obviously, it was a big, massive ass 5-1. Would you be happy with that result? From this time round, losing just the two goals to one?
0: Uh, I think you would, mate. I think you got to look at the squad that they had out. You know, they're missing, I think it was like seven or eight first team players. Mm. Um, even if they'd had a, a full shrimp squad, I think it would have been a massive ask anyway to overturn that 3 0 aggregate score from the first leg. Um, I think you've got to take the rough and the smooth in that second leg game. Yeah, Bayern Munich did miss a lot of key chances. Um, and obviously Callum Hudson-Odoi had that goal that was ruled out for offside as well which was quite unlucky Um, I I think there's some positives to take from that from Chelsea, I know they weren't brilliant in that game but I think, like I said one of my mates is a uh, really big Chelsea fan and he was he wasn't, well let's say he wasn't you know, overjoyed with the performance but he was was like, I'd take 2-1 you know, he's like, I'd like us to score a second and and draw the game but I think You've got to look at the overall big picture and say that they were missing a lot of key players um, and a lot of that players, you know, overall by me were just better. Um, you look at their starting at 11 and Chelsea starting eleven 11, the second leg, and it was always, I mean, you'd probably take two on if you are a Chelsea fan.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we weren't expecting much, Jaco, from being that match. Mm. So, uh, it, to me, it was a good result for Chelsea. Uh, <clears throat>
1: I don't know. Um, I don't think there was a lot they could have done after the first leg, going a, going away to Munich to try and turn it around. Um, I, I think you would have always fancied Bayern to win at home, uh, re- regardless of of what the aggregate score was. Um, I think Lewandowski is just completely different. Um, and as as Jack's mentioned, they're they're starting eleven and some of the players that they've got on the bench. You just some some teams can't compete with that, even with the amount of absentees that Chelsea had last night.
2: Yeah, I mean staying with you, Jacko. Man City got a great result over Real Madrid, uh the next tie now against Leon. So do you feel Man City mm. could go all the way on this one now?
1: Uh It's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah, I, I, pr- I probably would back Man City at the moment in time. Mm. Uh, I, I think, you know, Leon haven't played much football since everyone else has restarted. So you'd probably say Man City have got the fresher legs or the, the match fitness in their legs rather. Um yeah, I, I, you'd probably have to say Man City.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Jack, going off that, um, obviously, Ube got knocked out by Leon. They've sat their manager, Sari. They've now just named Perlo as a new manager. Do you reckon that's a good fit for them, or do you think that's a wrong move?
0: I think time will tell, Greenie. I think he's a bit of an unknown quantity as a manager. I, know, I think I know that he'd been working with the youth teams at Juventus. I think that's right. Uh, mm. But I'm not sure he's really had like a first team gig at a big club like Juventus. I mean, he was probably always going to be involved with Juventus somehow, like I say with the youth setup and that. Being such a, a big name and a famous sort of player, but it's it's a tough job that is to be thrown in there um, at a big club like Juventus. You know, obviously, sorry got sacked for the fact that they didn't get as far as they wanted in the Champions League. Um, they didn't get to the final of the French Cup. They obviously won the league, but. I think Inter finished a point behind them eventually. I know that they clinched the league with a couple of games to go. I don't think they at the
2: final in the French Cup, Jack.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm telling (laughs) you. Jake confused, mate. Because you you mentioned Liam, that's why. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I think you've got to look at him and say, what's a successful season for them? Mm. Is it win the Cup, win the league and get to maybe the semi-finals of the Champions League? Maybe the quarters? I mean, I'm not sure what Sarri's target was. He obviously didn't get that. Um, mm. but
2: uh, I think it's he, an absolutely fucking joke that I do, mate.
0: I really uh, do. Uh, he's in in those terms, yeah. I mean, he's not really got a massive CV, has he? At all. He's got nothing. Mm. There's nothing There's nothing that suggests that he should be taking control of a club like Juventus, really, mate. I mean, you look at, I know obviously it's an, it's not a great example, but it's sort of a semi-example. You've got Lampard obviously he did a season at Derby and then went to Chelsea, but mm. you've kind of got to go out there and earn you. Your reputation as a manager, really. You can't just... And I think, just because it, Pirlo is such a good player, it doesn't instantly... I've spoke about this before on the podcast. Mm. Just because you're a really good footballer, it doesn't instantly mean you're going to be a fantastic manager. No, that's right. I mean... You know, you, I
2: was just going to say, Jack, it, it's basically like Solskjaer at United, Lampard at Chelsea, Sudan at Real Madrid. So, do you reckon Pirlo's got the hardest job at Juve or do you think they're all about the same?
0: I think... Uh, out of those, like, I think Solskjaer had a relatively tough job coming into United. You know, in, I think he's done quite a good job to steady the ship, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think he's building a nice little team there. You know, you've seen that after the resumption of the lockdown that they started to find that form and stuff. And I think they'll be in with a shower winning the Europa League, 100%. I think they'll... Mm. I'm not saying they'll win it, but they're in with a good chance of winning that. Um, Zidane, sort of an easy job, I think. You know, he's got a lot much better squad than Solskjaer. But yeah, I think uh, you look at Juventus' squad and they should be they should be doing better in the Champions League and they should be winning the cup. They should be winning the league. There's no doubt they should be winning the cup in the league most years really. So um it possibly isn't harsh on sorry that he got sacked, really, but I think for Pillow to get chucked straight in, it's a it's a bit of a it's an ask and it's whether or not he can produce really and uh, like I say, Tom will tell on that one I think.
2: Yeah, I mean Jack, Jacko, sorry. Do you feel like it's a bit of a mm. piss take that he's been sacked after winning Serie A?
1: Um, yeah. The problem is, and I was, I was talking to my old man about this yesterday mm. um, because I was a bit confused as to why they'd sacked Sara. But there's Real Madrid, PSG, um, Munich to a certain extent. They see winning the league as a minimum requirement. For them, it's the Champions League. You know, we had we had spells. You, you had Capello at Real, and I think Mourinho at Real, where they had spells. They won the league, but they didn't win the Champions mm. League, and so they were got rid of. These a lot of these clubs, or a lot of these owners, have the mentality that this these clubs will win the league regardless. So it's the Champions League that they want to focus their attention on. If they don't win the Champions League they're going to want someone in that is going to be able to do Yeah,
2: well, I get that, mate. But my argument would be, at the end of the day, mate, the, the format's changed for the Champions League due to this pandemic. Over two legs, Juve probably could have turned it around anyway.
1: No, I, I, well, they, they had two legs, Yeah, they though.
2: was played over two legs. Sorry, yeah, they did have two
1: legs. They, they played over two legs and they lost 1-0 yeah, the... in Lyon. Yeah, I'm on a... Now, if, on. If, you were, if if you were if you were we ignore the lockdown and we go back to the beginning before leon had played juventus mm. who would you say have won that tie juventus or leon
2: yeah i would have said juve all day long
1: right okay so going going to leon i mean leon have done exceptionally well don't get me wrong you know no one's no one's expected leon to get as get as far as they have in the champions also, league but you expect- they finished they finished 7th in the league as well so they didn't even do best in yeah. the league. No. So you would expect Juventus with the player power that they've got to be able to beat Lyon and look at getting to at least the the, the, the quarters or, or the semis as a sort of base situation. I know you've got the likes of Bayern, you've got the likes of Man City, you've got the likes of Atletico in there, Barcelona. So there's always going to be competition and it's always going to be tough. But you'd expect Juventus over two legs against Lyon to win that. Yeah. And because that's not happened, that's why they've sacked it. Mm. I still think it's appalling. I, 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 well, yeah, but you, you mentioned it a while ago when you interviewed Lee Clark that he said it's a results-based business. Yeah. If you don't get the results, they've got every right to sack you. Whether you think it's fair or not, they're going to do it. And the problem is with the clubs that are higher up, as I said, the owners' expectations are for them to... Uh, especially those at the the higher levels in Europe, are expecting to win the Champions League. Juve haven't won the Champions League for 25 years. Mm. You know, something has to give. They have to win it. And if they're prepared to sort of sit there and go, okay, right, well, we think you're going to win the league anyway with what you've got at Juve. Your goal is to get the Champions League. If you don't do that, you're out the door. Yeah. And guarantee, guaranteed, that probably would have been a conversation that they would have had with sorry at the time. I mean, I think... Go on, Jack. So... I think...
0: I think if you look in, like... It is harsh, but it's not harsh. Because like you said, I think Juventus is a club that should be striving to do well in the Champions League. They mm. should be in the last eight, the last four. You look at their squad, they should be there, mate. And... Mm. As I said, mm. that it's like Jacko said, the bigger clubs should be winning the cups and the leagues in their in their domestic seasons. They should, you know. You look yeah. at that Juventus squad, and uh, you know you've got good teams like Napoli, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Lazio, Atalanta in Serie A, But Juventus should be winning the league, and they should win the cup, and they should, with the squad they've got and the money they've got, they should be competing in the Champions League, and they're not. And yeah, it is kind of harsh, but at the same time, he's got to be challenging and. Like you just touched on, he, you know, over two legs you'd expect Juve to beat Leon. You would. Mm.
2: Do, do you reckon just touching on that, do you reckon that's the same for any any league? So let's let's take Celtic for example in the SPL. Now, is is Neil Lennon's target, do you think then, lads, is to win the SPL. If they don't win the SPL, can you see him getting a sack, Jack?
0: Yeah, I'd say so, mate, hundred percent. I think I think maybe even at times and get out of their group in Europe or mm. get as far as they can in Europe. I think you've got to be, mate. For these big, successful clubs, you've got to be... It's a ruthless business greening, you know. It's Especially the further up the chain you go, the, the harder it gets, I think. You know, mm. I think sort of clubs like Barca, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus, they've all got to be looking to... Win their leagues, win their cups. So, win their I, league. I
2: know you're all touching on this, but I can come back again on it. It's what about then, Man City, Guardiola, mate? Since he's been there, hasn't won Champions League. How come he hasn't been sacked,
0: Jacko? Yeah, but he's or Jack. Go on, sorry, gone, Jacko.
2: No, well, because <sighs> that's all they want, isn't
1: it? They haven't got... Yeah, I know, but they haven't got a rich history of Champions League compared to the likes of Juventus.
2: I get that, I get that.
1: Okay, that, that's that's one I argument. The you know, a second up, well, have they though? Because every time they've got into a group, uh, every time they've got out the group stage and in the knockout, they've looked pretty poor. And, and, you know, a lot of times, uh, questions have been asked about Man City, whether or not they can do a two leg, if they can get through two legs, or if they're better off as a one leg, t- a straight knockout. Side. Well, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> Well, well, but this is what I mean. I think I think Guardiola can motivate a team to do better over 90 minutes than trying to get them through two two legs of a, of a, of a knockout time, personally. You know, I, I think if he was to, if he hadn't won anything this year, if he hadn't won the League Cup, and if he doesn't, get in the Champions League, you could probably say that he's under pressure to get results next season. Because if it happens again and they're, and they're putting in the same amount of investment, you know, there would be questions asked. But I have a funny feeling that Guardiola Guardiola will probably invest wisely with Man City and probably push Liverpool all the way for another time. So who
2: do you make favourites so, for that game then, Jaco? Man City or Leon?
1: What? Oh, Man City.
2: Even though Leon has just done oh, a scalp uh, on Juve?
1: Leon, Leon have played two games they drew 0 with PSG and they lost 2-1 away to Juventus and they shouldn't have had the penalty because Bet- Bettencourt won the ball mm. yet the referee gave it a penalty and I don't know how it didn't get over same handball as well yeah yeah, oh, um, harsh. I, I think Man City could turn Leon over I really really do but I can see Man City struggling against the likes of Bayern Munich or maybe Barcelona. I don't know, but I could I could certainly see Man City beating Leon comfortably. Mm.
2: So before we move, you on know,
1: to- Jack, Jack mentioned Jack mentioned out that they live, they they finished the season seventh. Mm. It's not it's not bad. You know, they, 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 yeah, it's not bad, but. It's not great. Even mm. If you've got into Champions League football, you'd expect them to get up so, further up the table. Because out, outside of PSG, Leon. you've probably got Marseille, Monaco, Leon. Leon. Right, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. So if Leon are finishing seventh out of those four, mm. they've had a good season.
2: Yeah, that's true. So do you feel that this has kept the manager's job for Leon then, just getting into these quarters?
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't see why Leon's manager was under pressure in the first place. There's, no, there's been no sort of stipulation about, about him going. No, but I mean, obviously, um, they, they finished seventh. So let's say they didn't, they didn't yeah, but, finish where they are now in the
2: Champions League. Could he have been under pressure?
1: Would you, would you have expected
2: Leon to win the Champions League at the start of the season? No, but I'd probably expect him to finish higher up the league table.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm not. No, that's not the question I was asking. The question I was asking was, do you see Leon winning the Champions League? No, I don't see him winning it. No. Okay, so they've got effectively probably a free swing at it. Just you know, it's a case of this is your first Champions League for a while. Have a go, see how far you can get, and and then yeah, probably they would have expected them to finish higher, but then they've had a cup final as well. All right, they didn't beat PSG. They, they've had some form of a good season, but I wouldn't. I don't think the manager would have been put under pressure for them to get far in the in the Champions League. Mm. So, as as we've discussed, it's down to different clubs. You'd expect PSG to do it. You'd expect Munich to do it. You'd expect Barca. You'd expect Real. You'd expect Man City. You'd expect Liverpool. You'd expect those those lot to get far into the Champions League. You're looking at the quarters, you're looking at the semis. Yeah. It, then you've got a, a second batch, you've probably got the likes of Chelsea, the likes of Tottenham, the likes of Lyon, um, Atletico to a certain extent, it depends how well Barcelona and Real have done in the season, Inter, you know, you, you've got a second tier of teams that will probably get to the last 16, guarantee you. Mm. But, it's not the be all and end all if they don't get further in the Champions League. They've they've got a good chance, and even then, if they even if they don't get out of the group stages, they've got a chance of going into the Europa and having a, a chance of going far in that. And they've still got that chance of qualifying for the Champions League next season. Yeah, true. So it's it's a tough one. You have got but you have got those sort of tiers of, of teams in each of those divisions. The problem is with the Premier League is it's Completely different because you can have an anomaly such as Leicester winning the title, which came out of absolutely nowhere, or you could have a situation where you have, from previous seasons, you have the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, all within four or five points of each other, trying to win the, the title, and only four of those can go to the Champions League. Mm. You, you don't have that in other leagues around Europe. No, no, no you're right. I totally get you. That's I what mean, the, that's uh, the Premier
0: League's the best, isn't it? I think, you know. Yeah, well,
2: you've hit the nail on the head there, Jack. Because it's so competitive, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's move on from Champions League, where I think we've touched on quite a bit there. Um, but, oh, actually, before we just move on, Jack, go on then, name us who's going to win it.
0: <sighs> <laughs> you, you always trick me the tricky ones, don't you? <laughs> um, I think if I had to call it, I would have said Bayern Barca, but they're playing each other on Friday night, so I think maybe you're you're winner of that game. Okay, maybe. so which is again <laughs> on the spot? Uh, for some reason, me for some reason, part of me thinks Bayern Munich, Man City final, and then Bayern Munich to win it.
2: Okay, so we've got Jackers Bayern Munich. Jacko, go on in. Who's your team?
1: don't want any of them. <laughs> well, I don't either, but if I... <laughs> um, you'd, you'd, have to look, you'd have to look at whoever wins out of Barcelona, Bayern.
2: The... <laughs> and we'll get these predictions up on Facebook. Uh, See, I've, the I've
0: gone for Bayern just purely because of the fact that the form that they showed against Chelsea, and they've obviously played quite yeah. a bit of football,
1: yeah.
2: Well while we'll we give Jacko uh, a couple I'm... of minutes to think, I'll I'll put in my um my team and there I reckon Atletico Madrid are gonna win it this year. That's my prediction.
1: So it's down under like, now <laughs> uh, I I'll, I'll go with Barca to be different.
2: He's gone Barça, so there we go. We'll get that on the Facebook Live. Oh, I,
1: I, I, regardless of who wins that, I do think whoever comes out of that tie is is near enough nailed on to win it.
2: Well, well time will tell, like Jack said earlier on. So, mm. we'll, we'll see. But let's move on now then, lads. So, moving on to a complete, completely different uh, ball game. We haven't, we haven't really spoke about this on any of our podcasts, really. Um, so, I thought I'd touch a bit on it today and get your points, lads. But... Phil Neville stepping down from England women Um, Jacko what do you make of that I don't
1: I don't really know to be honest Um, they didn't have a they didn't have a great tournament last time out Um, I know they had they had a tournament over in America and I think before that they had the Euros I think it was the World Cup the World Cup yeah and, and they weren't they weren't overly great in that there were sort of questions over what Phil Neville was was doing with the side um, I know he'd had he'd made a few comments in his tenure that sort of raised a couple of eyebrows um, but you know fair play to him he gave it a go um, I think the, the problem is the England manager's position's been a bit of a it's, it's been a bit of a tricky one with what happened to Sampson and everything that went on with that after his spell in charge. It's always gonna sort of put more focus on what the next person's gotta do. And with England being England anyway, the pressure was on Neville to get results straight away. Um so yeah i'm I'm not surprised
2: um,
1: but I, I just don't see who would would go for that um i know they've they've looked at the likes of um Emma Hayes and Casey Stoney as potential managers um for england um i
2: do you feel, do you feel like they've got to go with a woman, Jacko, or do you feel they could pick up another bloke up?
1: Um, I don't think I don't think it makes a difference. I think if you've got to look at what they what the FA want the women's team to do and achieve, and you have to go with who's probably the best candidate. Mm. Um, you know, at the time, I, I, I'd never seen. the the idea of Phil Neville taking over the women's role um, when he did. Mm. But, you know, it it happened. Um, So, yeah, I I just, I'm not quite sure what to make of it at the minute. I just think it's one of those where we will just have to wait and see who they go for and what they want to get out of it.
2: I mean, Jack, do you feel like now Phil's going to step down, he's going to come into the men's game, or do you feel he's just going to have a timeout and... Call
0: it a day on management. I think it will be a little bit of time out again, sort of like I mentioned about Eddie Howe. Maybe not as long as that period. Maybe you know a couple of months out um, during the mm. summer. Obviously, well now, next couple of months, and then if any sort of jobs pop up around December, January time, you never know. I think I don't think you'll rule him out of coming back into the men's game. I think there's always going to be jobs available. It's just a case of is there anything that's sort of appealing for him and whether or not any clubs want to take him on. I mean, he's not got a massively successful CV as a manager. Was um, obviously a good player in his time, but his uh, managerial CV ha- isn't great. But, you know, maybe he needs to uh, earn, his, earn his training in the Championship or something like that and try and build a bit of a reputation for himself again.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on that, mate. I think Championship level will probably suit him better. I mean, there is still talk of him not stepping in until after the, the Olympics. So he can yeah. take over as, as Team GB. And I reckon that would be quite, quite good just to keep him on just for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And then let him stand down. But, I mean, other than that, I feel they should probably bring in Let's talk to that Ellis from USA. Maybe bring her in.
1: Yeah, she'd won, won, won the World Cup with the US yeah. in twenty fifteen 2019. So I think she
2: might be a good fit. But have we got the same, play, sort, of, same sort of players as what USA got?
1: Um, I think we've got a relatively uh, sizable talent pool to pick from. Mm. Uh, especially with, with, with everything that... With women's sport in general... Over the last sort of decade, there's been massive strides forward. Um, just, just to take it away from football slightly, you know, England's women won the World Cup before the men. Mm. And, and they, the, the audiences that they got for that World Cup were, were phenomenal. You know, it, England's female hockey side has always done well in the Olympic. You know, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things happening for the women's game in sport, and it and it's going well, so I, I think there is a lot of, of talent that can be nurtured and and yeah. you know used well if the right people are in charge.
2: Yeah, t- totally agree. I mean, I'd love to see uh, <laughs> this will make all cool the listeners worry, but I'd love to see Roy Keane take the job.
1: <laughs> what, why? Why? Why would you think that's a good move?
2: Mate, I just feel he, he'll do up do I ain't seen before. Really have. Do you not think?
1: No. I
0: think he'll be I the fit? Think... I think he would. Oh, I don't think it would. <laughs> I'd fear for, for the women. They'd probably get a bollock in every game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs>
2: Moving on. <laughs> um, let's see what we've got then, lad. So here's one for, I know Jack. Jack and Jack over like this, as it's the more their part of football. Jack, Fulham, Brentford player final. Fulham 2 1 win after extra time.
1: What do you make of that? Oh, you're trying to plug that on Thursday as well. <laughs> to be fair. You get
0: it. That's the name of the part. <laughs> it did make me laugh. It did make me laugh when I watched the uh, the live back on Friday. It did make me chuckle, to be fair. Um, but yeah. Don't, don't encourage me. Um, well, I try not to, but it, it did bring a smile to my face. Um, yeah, it was it, like I say. I mentioned on the pod didn't we, last week. It was. It was. I said it was going to be a tight game, um, and it really was. There wasn't really. It wasn't really a good game to watch. The first ninety minutes, it was a bit slow. There wasn't many chances. Sure. Yeah, it was to be uh, to be brutally honest. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was. No, it was. It wasn't a great spectacle at all. Uh, the extra time bit, however, was fairly exciting. Mm. Um, I think, based on the game, Fulham probably deserved it more. They controlled the game a little bit better than Brentford did, and th- they scored a clever free kick. Keeper probably should have done better, but Joe Bright's done well to see that he's, you know, he's left a large part of the goal open. And fair play to Fulham. Like Jacko said on the on the Facebook live, they spent a lot of amount, a lot of money in the Premier League, didn't work, and to, to bounce back first time asking in mm. the Championship is not many teams can do that and uh, no, fair, play totally to Scott, fair like you boys said fair play to Scott Parker um, mm. that's a really good job from him and I hope he does well in the Premier League I really do I wish him well um, and it was nice to see I don't know if you boys saw it as well his interview post-game he was quite he no, was quite emotional and he was really brutally honest and raw um, and he was just talking about celebrating and then he said speaking about his family and stuff like that it was just it was yeah. nice to see that he was obviously passionate about the game, but it was nice to see a human side to him as well. Um, but yeah, mm. no, I, I probably expected Fulham to win that game if I was being honest. But as I said before, it was it was a tight game, and it could have gone either way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all that, mate. I mean, Jacko, do you feel now that's a missed chance for Brentford, and will we see them back in the playoffs again, or uh, <laughs> be a lot more tougher from?
1: It depends on who they can keep and who goes.
0: Mm.
1: I think it's going to be key for Brentford if they can keep the likes of Ben Rama, Watkins, Henry, Raya, um, is, uh, is it and the right-back um, and a couple others as well. I think if they can keep the majority of those players and they seem to invest wisely every season anyway, um, I, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, you know, there was a lot of questions asked when Mope went to, to Brighton, would they have cover for for the goals that he's he's taken with him? Watkins has, has turned up and just been a completely different player. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if they can keep the majority of their players together, I think they will be a tough side to beat next year. I really do.
2: Yeah, I mean, touching on Fulham, they've obviously gone up. Is it a case they've got to spend a lot of money again to stay in there? Or is it a case, Jack, of, have let Parker do what he's done already and just keep the same squad?
0: I think he's got to find a balance. I don't think spending £100 was <clears> is <throat> the answer again. I'm sure that some of their squad isn't Premier League standard, so they will have to bring some players in. But I think you've got some players there that are probably capable of then enjoying the Premier League. But yeah, I think Scott Parker's got to obviously see how much money he's got available, see where he needs to strengthen like I said, I think there's a couple of positions that they do need to strengthen on. But um I'm not too sure whether Fulham will stay up next season. Um I think they'll have a tough task. But like I say, if they can strengthen in the right areas then I'm sure they can give a a good go at it and maybe even just survive.
2: Yeah, I mean Jack, I think I asked Jacko this on the pod um live. Do you reckon Park will get the sack if they're bottom at Christmas?
0: Yeah. Uh I think he will, mate. Unfortunately, I think as mm. we, as I touched on earlier in this pod, I think managerial business is is ruthless. If you, it, as we've said before, time and time again, it is mm. ultimately a results based business. And if you're not getting the the results that you need, and you're not getting the wins that you need, and they're sat bottom at Christmas, and you know they're unmotivated and they're they're not picking points up, then you, realistically, he's probably going to get us out. Yeah, which is probably. Yeah. You Know if you look at it in reality, it's harsh, but then again, Fulham's aim will be to stay up in the Premier League. And if he's not achieving that, then you probably have to look elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Let's move on. Uh, Jacko, here's one for you, mate. Um, I think mm-hmm. again, we touched on this on the live, but uh, Tyndall's now been appointed the new Birmingham manager with his styles. Still... Oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> the Bournemouth manager. <laughs> will the style still stay the same? Is how Eddie Howe had it, or do you think he's going to bring some changes?
1: Uh... I don't know, you know, is he going to have the players that Howe had to to work with? Or is it going to be a case that, because I've, I've seen that Newcastle are looking at Wilson, then mm. people are looking at Brooks, people are looking at, obviously Ake's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, Ramsdale is being sought after. Yeah, I, I think that the majority of the squad will be there, but... you you don't know what what have Bournemouth said for him to do are they expecting him to go straight back up Mm. if they are is he going to be given the time to experiment on a different style if he feels that what Hal was going with wasn't working or is it a case that he's prepared to sit and work on the style that Hal used and sort of develop it as the season progresses and then look to bring in his own players next summer for the start of the following season, so that he's then got his start and how he wants to play with the players that he wants in there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it just depends on a who they're going to be able. To, me. On a who are they going to be able to keep and B, what the board have said that Bournemouth is supposed to be doing this season. Because I mean, uh, you, you know, that Jack and I can uh, 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 sort of agree with this that the championship for the teams that go down it's it's harder for them to get out of it after the first season. Yeah, yeah. So the longer they stay in the Championship, the more difficult it becomes. Yeah, I and, I'd, I'd and agree with that, yeah. I think if Bournemouth don't start well, he's going to be under pressure straight away. If they get rid of the players, or some of the players that I've mentioned to the teams in the Premier League, yeah, they're going to have the money, but are they going to be able to bring in players of that calibre to get them up the table mm. and you know if, if that doesn't work if none of those factors work and they're sort of sat in mid-table this season are the board prepared to allow him at, at the start of the following season or as we've discussed on numerous times tonight where the business is quite ruthless are they going to go you've not been good enough we're going to go with, in a different direction it's, yeah. it's difficult to say at this, this time especially with all the teams that have with the teams that have come down it's difficult because the next sort of six weeks, eight weeks is going to be a case of, are they going to be starting the season with the players they've got now, or are they going to have to bring in recruitment for those players that have gone because they've just offered them too much money?
2: Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, my issue is as well, mate, he's never, he's never been a first team
1: manager. So it's a big, but but you you have the same sort of question with Arteta? Hmm you know, Arteta had been under Guardiola for...
2: I think that's a... Yeah, I get you, years. but wouldn't I think... I know, I I know
1: think, it's a different, different calibre, I get that. I think Arteta's got... Arteta's got a pedigree, not he, really? No, I know, but yeah. the point I'm making is, even though it's a different calibre of player, have you got that same sort... You've got something similar to, you know... Tyndall's not managed a club, Arteta's not, not managed a club. They've both been shadowed by a manager that has brought success to the clubs that they're managing. Because mm. you can't say how hasn't had success at Bournemouth. He's from where he's taken them, mm. he's created a a, a, um, a style of play for that club. And do do they feel that Tyndall can follow that? Or do they feel that Tyndall's now going to bring his own stamp on it? You, you just don't know.
2: No, that's right. I mean do you feel he stabbed Eddie Howe in the back a little bit, Jacko? Or...
1: No, because Howe wanted to go. Why, Why? Why? if Howe wanted to go, is it a stab in the back?
2: Well, I just felt like he should have probably have stayed and Howe would have used him again as his number two, because everywhere he's been, he's been with Howe, hasn't he?
1: No, I know, but Howe didn't want to stay. So if Howe wanted to go, why is Tyndall stabbing him in the back?
2: Well, I think it was a case that if he didn't want to stay, but he was going to get the sack as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, again, how's that stabbing him in the back? Because that, to me, isn't stabbing him in the back.
2: Well, I don't know, mate. I feel he probably should have just waited out and been a number two. Yeah, but,
1: great greenie, if, if Howe is not prepared to stay and no one wants to take over Bournemouth after they've just been relegated and the better part of that squad is going to be uh, sold off to the highest bidder, mm. if no one wants that job, Tyndall's quite happy to sit there and go, yeah, do you know what? I'll have a go. Mm. Uh, you know, at no point have I uh, got an impression from Tindall that he's, he's, he's stabbed Howe in the back, you Poss- know.
2: Possibly not, possibly not, mate. But it, if it proves me wrong, then I'll jump back on this pod and I'll uh, apologise for it. But I just can't. Why are, ex- you know?
1: are you expecting Tindall to do that?
2: I'm not expecting him to do a lot and I think they're in a relegation battle with him in charge I really do I feel there should there's different calibre of managers out there what are after a job what yeah, I feel who could probably to do is take job. that job? <sighs> without putting me on the spot mate I don't ever think about it but I think uh, there's plenty of even a person like Pulis would take that job do you know what I mean? Or anyway. It's like saying who would take the Middlesbrough job when they were down there and, and the Stoke job. Why would, why would uh, Michael O'Neill take the Stoke job when they was in... Do you know what I mean? It's a bit similar situation. And I just feel mate, yeah. like they probably should have held out for a more... better man for the job rather than Tyndall.
1: But if you, if you have someone that you consider better than Tyndall to come in, mm. he's going to want money to spend to bring in his own players.
2: Yeah, and they might have that. they've just been relegated.
1: Mm. So, okay,
2: I get mean, that. You still know, your better players. they got right? to
1: spend out thirty or forty million to bring in five or six players that are going to be good enough to get them promoted from the championships to Premier League. Mm. They, they've now got to save money. For so if you can recruit within, mm. and he keeps the, the majority of that squad that's there, and he does well, then it looks like a win, and it doesn't mean that they've had to fork out loads of money to get uh, a manager that may have been at a different club or they'd have to spend forty £40 million on cha- on players that they'd get and promoted from the Championship to the Premier League.
2: So if he scrapes just past the relegation, is that a good season or a bad season?
1: I, I'm not disagreeing that if he's down the bottom, it's a, it's a good season. Mm. I, you know, if he's not done well, he's not done well. What I'm saying is, I, I don't see where you can say he stabbed him in the back because that's not how it's it, it's the situation's come across at Bournemouth. Yeah, he's going to be experienced. Harris was the same at Millwall. Mm. Harris worked with the youngsters. No one expected Harris to do what he did at Millwall. But no one was upset when he when he started off poorly at the, in the first season. You know, you, you just don't know how these managers are going to work until you're sort of 10, 15 games into the season. Then you've got a better idea.
2: I don't even think he'll get 10 games, mate. If he starts off, I don't know what Jack would think on this, but if he starts off, Jack, and he loses six out of 10, I think I think his cards will be up in anyway.
1: Yeah, but if he gets a, a a handy fixture list and he wins six of those 10, is your opinion going to change then? Or do you still think he's going to go down?
2: No, my opinion won't change, mate, until the until the end of the season. If he's up there at the end of the season, then so fair why enough. Why are you not going
1: to, to give him a chance now, then?
2: Well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not prepared to give him a chance. I just don't feel he's the right fit. That, that's the well, that, difference. That
1: to me sounds like you're not prepared to give him a chance because you don't know what how, how he's going to fit.
2: No, but that's what I mean. He might win the league and then I will come back and apologise. But for the championship, as much as you know and as much as Jack knows, it's a very, 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 very tough league. And you've got to yeah. have that right person in charge to get you out of that league. And lucky enough, Parker's shown it because he had. Lucky enough, he had that stint at the prem level, when Ranieri got sacked, he took over. Well, he had and a that better squad as well. He, yeah, he had a better squad, and I, and I, yeah. I get that, Jack. But I'm just meaning as, as he got a few games in the prem, that helped him through the championship. But from Tyndall to come straight down and to try, and I'm, I'm guessing Bournemouth's thing will be we want promotion. So I feel I feel it's a tough ask.
0: Really do. Greedy, oh, I, really, I agree with you, mate. Um, oh, cheers. I, to, be honest, <laughs> to, nah, to be honest, mate, I, I honestly, when you boys spoke about it uh, yesterday in my group chat, I had no idea who he was. That just sums up how mm. little I know of the bloke. I had no idea who he was. Um, mm. But I think, like Jackie said, it's potentially a money thing, you know? If he was obviously first-team manager to or first-team coach or assistant to Eddie Howe, then, you know, he's probably... They're not going to be spending big bucks on, on a manager to bring in, but I just, I'm not too sure. But
2: has Middlesbrough got money?
0: No, not
1: really, mate. But I think no, they're and more. Got,
2: and they got Warnock in, who's one of the yeah, best Championship no, uh, managers you can get. See
0: what
1: I'm going to say? Yeah, no. Evergreen, yeah, yeah, also as well, Warnock was only in charge until the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And that was four games? Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, the, what
2: I'm trying that, to that, say is, though, mate, they must have more money in Middlesbrough.
1: Yeah, yeah, but what the point I'm making is, it's not a lot of money for that. If you're then bringing in a manager in for a three or four year deal mm. off the bat, that's mm. going to be more expensive than saying to Neil Warnock, "Okay, just just t- stay in charge for four games, then mm. we'll see where we are at the end of the season. If we go down, we get rid of you." Or they, like they've done, they've, guess, they've stayed and they've got that.
2: Yeah, I get that, but it could go two ways, mate. You either pump the money in to get the manager and I'll take Warnock, or, or you don't pump no money in and you're taking the big of having this Tyndall in charge who no one knows what he's like in the Championship. It could go tits up, mate. And if they get relegated again and they go down to League One, what are they are going to do then? Because are they going to change the manager or are you going to still say, we've got yeah, no money,
1: we're going to stick with him? Yeah, but you're, My argument to that is a lot of clubs have done that. No-one knew how Paul Scholes was going to be in charge. No-one knew how Sol Campbell was going to be in charge. Sol That's Campbell what. kept not See, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't see why you're sort of sitting there going, oh, they should get someone in better, when they probably can't afford it.
2: Yeah, but so if they get relegated, then you're going to stick with that Tyndall still?
1: No, if I've just said, if they have a bad season, but give him a chance. Don't just sit there now and say, oh, I don't see why they should have done it. They should have got someone in bigger. Because if they bring in someone bigger and they've spent a lot of money on him and he has the same poor, if he has a poor start, like potentially Tyndall could have, then they've just wasted a load of money on a manager and then they've got to sack him and pay him off.
2: Depends how you want to look at it, mate, I suppose. I mean, I, I don't know, Jack, what do you reckon of the situation? If, would you be happy with him or would you have rather gone with someone bigger?
0: Personally, I'd have, I'd have gone with someone that's got more of a reputation. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure what he's going to be like. He's a tough league. Mm. Um, if their aim is to go up, then he's got to do a serious job to get Bournemouth back in the Premier League. Um, mm. And I'm not sure he's the man, the right man to do it. No. I completely, completely get the point that uh, they've probably going to a lot of money, but and I, I completely get Jacko saying if they had a manager and he had a bad start, they'd have to pay him off, etc. But I just think. You, you'd probably pay the money take a chance on someone that's got proven experience over someone that's inexperienced. Mm. And But that's just me. I mean, like you say, football is a game of opinions. But I just, personally for me, I, 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 if I was in charge of Bournemouth and I, I wouldn't be looking to, to go to him, I'd be bringing someone in, I think.
2: Yeah, I would. I'd probably end to saying, look, to Tindall, look, mate, we'll have you as the assistant like he was to Eddie out.
0: Yeah. And do it but, that way. But then I think you've got to look at it the other hand. Maybe it's, it, he thinks it's you know it's my time to shine now. I've been in the spotlight for so long now, and you know, a bit like Jackie said, a bit like Arteta, you know, you get your get your experience in, you you learn your trade as an assistant, and you yeah, know, eventually you want to branch out as a as an actual manager. And I mean, like I say, he's he's got to do a massive job to get Bournemouth promoted, especially if they're going to lose some of their key players. Mm.
2: And let's be honest, I mean. Are they going to? Is it the type of manager where you think I want to play for him? Whereas if you bring Warnock in or Pulis in, you know you have got them same old players. What will play for them and they play for the manager.
1: But is their sort of soul going to fit the players that are there? If they don't, but then the, I will to... I get you, Jack. I totally get. I
2: totally get where you're coming from. But the players what are there, and the better of the players, I don't think will want to stay there in a way. So the players what he's going to have will be the fringe players what really didn't get a game in the Prem.
1: Yeah, then, but then they've got a point to prove. So they're going to want to go out and play everywhere. Yeah, but if Eddie Al weren't playing, I mean, the, I know it's a Prem's a different standard. but yeah. if they could... and, and a lot of them had bad seasons. Regardless, if, if they were first team or fringe players, they all had bad seasons because they got relegated. Yeah, I
2: get that. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I totally yeah. get where you're coming from, but I just, I, there's someone just clicking, mate, saying he won't even be there for the 15 games.
1: Okay.
2: I really don't, and you can listen, you can listen back to this pod when I'm right, and you can go on Facebook Live and say Greeny was right again.
1: Well, no, <laughs> but it's your opinion. I could, I, I could take quite, I could happily quite take watching Tindall walk the league, and mm-hmm. then you'd have to do it, but. We don't know because no-one's seen him manage a game. No, we haven't, no. Yeah. If it was League 1 or
2: League 2, then I could probably get the appointment of him, but not the Championship. I really don't get that. It's too much of a big league, too much to play for in that, in that league for him to have that job. You've got to go with the experienced players and uh, experienced manager. I really think you have to. It's proved it, hasn't it? Before before it's proved it. They took Nathan Jones. Let's take Nathan Jones from Luton, who went to Stoke. Obviously, Stoke would have been what wanted promotion. Look where he left them.
1: Yeah. And then look what he did with Luton.
2: Yeah, he kept them up. He's, he's a manager. What just is how do I put it? He's a manager. What would probably just do the job to keep you up? He's a League One manager, but not quite a Championship manager. That's what, that's what I think. Jack, you got any more to say on that,
0: mate, or are we moving on? No, I think... I think it's going to be interesting to see whether he's going to be the man for Bournemouth or not. Um, and we'll probably we'll probably know by Christmas whether or not he's going to stay there. If he's sat in the top six, then he's probably got a good run at it. But if he's sat near the bottom, then he's probably going to go... Um, and like I say, he's no no quantity, so it should be interesting to see whether or not he's got that knowledge, having been an assistant for so long, to to finally take the step up to be a manager.
2: Yeah, I mean, just quickly before I do move on, I'll touch on Jacko when he's saying about the money, and I will get that. But Jacko, let's say Tindall has a shit season, and mm-hmm. he gets sacked, and then mm-hmm. you're saying about money, well, who are they going to bring in then on the, on on the without spending money? Is it going no, to be? a you don't a know, do you?
1: But the point I was making is you've already saved what you may have spent on bringing in a, a higher reputation manager mm. and giving him a four or a, a three-year deal yeah. to go out and do that.
2: i get that. But you surely know, you're going to be the same so if they get relegated.
1: Yeah, but you're having to pay out twice as much if you're bringing in someone new. Yeah. They probably... All they've done is they've said to Tyndall, you're no longer number, number two. You are the manager or the mm. head coach or whatever they get called nowadays. He's mm. probably there until the end of the season. Mm. But you, you don't know what his contract's like. Mm. So instead of having to fork out on a three-year deal for, say, Pulis, who's not going to be cheap, or Hume, who's not going to be cheap, mm. you know, it, you're still saving that money. I, I just, you know, I I I believe you got to give someone a chance, regardless of of how good, bad, or indifferent you think they're going to do. You know, so, accusing people of having them in the back for it, I don't see where where you can come across with that.
2: Well, let me just go on this on, on these. So the the, the uh, top six managers what put in for the job, which has been confirmed before, mm-hmm. uh, Tyndall got the job. So you had Alex yeah. Neal, who's currently at Preston. You yeah. also had uh, Danny Cowley, which I'm, I'm guessing it'd be a small wage to bring in. Yeah. Um, Paul Cook, another one again, he was at Wigan, who Wigan was in administration and manager in. So yeah. the, the, again, the budget wouldn't have been high, so I'm sure Bournemouth could have afforded his wage. Yeah. Um, and also Gary Monk, at Chef Wednesday, again, they're yeah. in a bit of a dilemma. And John Terry. So... Out of the managers, surely you could have brought in Paul Cook, who's a very well-established championship manager, and he'd possibly be getting paid the same as what Tyndall's on now.
1: But you don't know, though. You don't know what the, the managers have requested that the club do for them.
2: But obviously, Wigan, mate, are not a massive club at the minute, and they're in administration for money. And he was still yeah, there.
1: But had, Wigan, had Wigan not gone for administration... Mm. And they'd not gone down. Cook wouldn't have left week. Probably not, no. Right, OK. So, you know, Alex Neal at Preston. Preston were, all intents and purposes, in the playoffs until the last six weeks of the season. Danny Cowley? Danny Cowley, yeah, OK. I, I could probably see that. But then you, depe- you sort of don't know what has been said to him. John Terry. John Terry, he's at Villa. He's probably... I don't know. I don't know how they want to work with that, whether or not he's happy to sort of sit with Dean Smith at his backroom staff and get some more experience or if he doesn't feel that he can get Bournemouth back into the Premier League. You don't know, do you? And Gary Monk? Gary Monk. Um, See, I've never been a massive fan of Gary Monk. Um, he's not done a great job with Sheffield Wednesday. And they've not... They, they've had their financial fair play thing because of the stadium, but they've still got a, a squad, mm-hmm. a, de- a decent squad. You know, at the start of the season, they were mid mid to higher tier of of the league. And then they finished 15th, 16th. So if Tindall uh, gets the sack, let's say, would
2: of them six managers... what? Uh, put in for the job get it When it, if it gets sacked
1: if Tinder was to go you'd probably look at those that aren't in a job so the likes of Cowley and Cook mm. oh, but Tom then Terry. you don't know but then you don't know well again you don't know Terry's still in the Premier League is he waiting for a Premier League side?
2: well while we're on Villa I'll touch on it and this might answer your question um, but Craig Shakespeare has been appointed the new yeah. assistant coach for Aston Villa
1: yeah, I know, I, I saw that, but Terry's still there.
2: Yeah, but he's obviously could drop down the pecking
1: order. Well, yeah, but it's another it's another person to get experience from, though, is it not?
2: Yeah, possibly, is, mate. but I, I think JT's about the time he left but, there and I would have took that job.
1: But then, he might be one in the Premier League side.
2: Yeah, but I think he's got to do a Lampard. I think Jack hit it straight away earlier on. He started at Derby, had a wonderful season, got the Chelsea job. I yeah. think JT would probably have to do the same, take Bournemouth, do a wonderful job, get a Premier League job.
1: Yeah, but then he could take over Bournemouth and do shit and get Bournemouth near the bottom.
2: Yeah, he could well do, yeah. Yeah, he could well do. could definitely do.
1: I, I, I just think it's, it's beneficial for Bournemouth, for the stature of the club and the finances of that club, to keep Tyndall. If Tyndall doesn't do well, Tyndall doesn't do well. But there's no point saying, I don't think it was the right move, because you don't know what he's like. Well, wow. so like, you know, it's, it's a it's a matter
2: of of opinions, and uh, yeah, I know. And it, it's one of them, and we'll soon find out when the season starts mm. and see what happens. But yeah, I mean, there we go. So Jacko's in; he likes Tyndall to stay. Me and Jack don't want him there, but again, it's opinions. Jack, Craig Shakespeare, I've just said about it. Appointment at Aston Villa. What do you reckon that one?
0: Uh, yeah. Neither here nor there for me really, mate. It's, I suppose it's, it's not a bad addition to to Villa. Um he's an experienced man. Um, he's good at that sort of coaching role. Um, mm. like you boys have just said, maybe JT's looking to leave Villa. Um, maybe he's look like Jackie said, maybe he's looking for a Premier League club. I should imagine he is looking for a Premier League club. But then again, like I said, you know, you've kinda gotta establish your worth as a manager. You know, unless you're sort of get lucky and a lower league, penny league team take a chance on you and you do a good job and you get a reputation from that. But other than that, you're going to have to go to championship and do a good job there and work your way up, a little bit like Lampard did in that year at Derby. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he could learn, learn off Shakespeare as well, mate. So, um, I don't think it's a bad addition for Villa at all, mate. Um, no, I don't. Could, obviously, like I say, he could help Dean Smith and they could probably, well hopefully stay up again next year if you're a Villa fan
2: yeah I was quite surprised he left due to uh, obviously Pearson obviously he's not in a job though but he normally follows Pearson about everywhere he went so it'd be interested if Pearson got a job
0: Yeah, what would happen well, does that mean Pearson's going to take him a little bit of time out yeah um, could be may- maybe six, you know six months a year out right, and then maybe rejoin Pearson or you know you, d- you don't know mate do you? it's
2: no it's it's uh... It was a surprising appointment I must admit and I don't think I'll go down well with the Leicester fans with him in charge but there we go it's football let's move on Uh, let's do a bit of transfer goss Uh, what we got so Jacko Hoiberg my mate is to join Spurs he's having a medical
1: good appointment I don't know um they ne- they need they needed a hole to fill when Ericsson left um I think everyone would would, would, would sort of see that it would make sense whether or not he's going to be good enough to sort of fill that gap that Ericsson's left you don't know um it's one of those where he, he, he'd probably be a good squad player. But I, I just don't see. I I don't see him being the, the replacement of Ericsson that they needed.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a defensive player, isn't he? More than an attacker, I feel. Yeah,
1: um,
2: Jack. Um, yeah,
1: sure it, even good. then, just quickly, if they're going on, if he's a defensive midfielder, mm. you've got four or five of those already. So where where does he sit in that pecking order?
2: This is Mourinho, mate. <laughs> the, spe- the special, the no. special one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he turns someone into an attack, more giving Oiberg more of a free role. I, 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 don't really
0: know, mate. That's your nickname, Nick Greeny, the special one.
2: It is, mate. Yeah, it is. And Mourinho <laughs> put it off me. I'm, I'm doing him. For, I'm taking him court for copyright. Of course you are, Jack. One for you, mate. Uh, Brighton rejected a. Ben White bid of £22 from Leeds I mean do you feel they should have let him go for that sort of price tag Uh,
0: yes it's got a substantial bid maybe they've got a price tag on him and you know they're not going to budge on that I think Leeds needs to get him back you know he had a great season last season Um, whether or not they will it's a case of how much Brighton want do they want 30 mil do they want 40 mil you know it's Twenty two is a decent chunk though, you know. Mm. So
2: will he get in the squad
0: in the Brighton at least, squad? Oh, Brighton, <sighs> maybe not, mate. Maybe bench at the minute. You know, you look at their back forward, Dunk Duffy. Probably mm. not um, at the current moment in time. It's the same sort of thing, uh, Derby, mate. We obviously had Matt Clark on loan last year, who mm. Brighton um, bought. He probably won't get in again. But he looked really good at Derby. So, you know, Derby trying to get him back on loan again for the for next season. So, maybe Leeds' best options to get him on loan again, rather than, yeah. you know, trying to... Maybe Brighton don't want to sell him, you know. Maybe they just want to keep loading him out and then eventually, you know, g- gently, you know, put him into the first team. But, you know, I say that, but if he keeps playing in the Premier League and keeps, you know, if Leeds get him on loan and he plays, then, you know, he's got that Premier League experience. But like I said, I think maybe Brighton have got a figure in mind that they want and it's whether or not Leeds can match that.
2: Maybe you can get us some inside, uh, get us some inside information next week, Jack.
0: <laughs> I might do, mate, yeah. I'll see what I can get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Jacko of has Jacko, Gareth Bale's been told he's now allowed to leave on loan. Yeah, Jamaica. Do you reckon he he, he will take that offer, or do you think he's still going to sit on the bench and go and play golf somewhere? Uh,
1: uh, yeah, that's always been a bit of a um, fractious relationship, hasn't it, between those two? Mm. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk of him coming over to the Premier League again, which I think would be good. You know, there were obviously he was hours away from going to China. Ridiculous amounts, but they they didn't agree with it. Um, I, I think a low move would probably be beneficial, but it's whether or not he wants to to move or if he just wants to stay there. Because the the problem is as well, the fans don't like him for whatever reason. They they hate Bale. Mm. Um, so yeah, I well, I I think it would be better for him if he was to have. Somewhere else to go. Um whether that's the Premier League, Italy, Germany, France, or China, I don't know. But I, I just think it would be better for him.
2: Yeah, I mean I think he's got to come back Prem. If he wants to keep his career mm. if he wants to keep his career on, on track. I feel a move to MS oh, yeah. or China, I think that would just uh kill him off, I think.
1: I think if he was to go to the MLS or China on loan, I, I think that would just... Yeah. I, I think That'd be the end of back of barrel, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um, moving on then. Jack, going to Martinez from Arsenal. He's basically come out now and says um, he's going to lead the club if he don't get enough games next year, next year with Arsenal. Do you, reckon he's on, do you reckon he's off his way? Or do you reckon he'll uh, keep as number one?
0: Um, I think you've got to look at his recent performances, mate. And surely... Mm. You know, he's, he should be their number one. Um, yeah. He didn't really put a foot wrong. He was, you know, he's very good, to be fair, in his performances. And Leno didn't show a lot um, during the season. So, I think maybe you've got to look at Martinez as the number one and Leno as the number two, especially if he makes a statement like that. I feel like it'd be a loss for Arsenal to lose mm. him. You know, he's um, been very good in his games in that he played. So, I mean, if he, if he does go to somewhere, it would be a great signing for everyone. Does sign him if he doesn't get first team yeah. football? Yeah, definitely. I I agree. He's proved himself, hasn't he since uh, coming in. Yeah, no, he's been he's been very good, mate. Like I said before, he's uh, got the full array of everything you need to be a goalkeeper. He's not really looked.
2: Maybe a move to Leicester, Jack, with Smackle uh, goes United. <laughs> well,
0: I'm sure you'd be up with that, mate. <laughs> I'll take
2: I'll take <laughs> Martinez. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a nice one for Jack. Jacko, sorry, coming up. It's Pochettino's son. No, no, no I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> um, Jacko Morales from Rangers. He's still at the club. They've had a bid yeah. rejected. They've rejected a bid for 16.25 mil from Lille. Is it time they get out yeah. of him? But he's proven, isn't he, in, in the SPL that he scores goals?
1: Yeah, yeah. and, you know, he, he scored today against St. Mirrod. Um, um... So that's that's his, well, he scored twice against St. Hmm. Um It's whether or not the, 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 the players that they've bought in are they going to be able to contribute goals wise as much as Morelos has. Um, I so, no. so, yeah. I
2: think they've got to keep him, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, he scored 79 goals since he arrived mm. in 2017 mm. at Rangers. Um, do you feel
2: if they get rid of him, mate, they can count themselves out of the title race? I know it's early to say, but like you said, they're taking a lot of goals away. And I just don't feel there's someone yeah. there to pop up and score. I mean, Defoe's still playing, but he ain't the player he was, is he?
1: No, and obviously, Kiefer Moore's gone up there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Kimo Roof's mm, gone up there. Mm. Uh, and he's a, a good championship striker. And I know a lot of people say that that if you were to sort of merge Scotland, Rangers and Celtic would either be sort of floating between the Prem and the championship and whatnot. So he's probably doing a good enough job up there Mm. anyway. Mm. Um, it's just whether or not Gerrard is holding out for a bit more, Mm. Uh, whether he wants to try and sort of push it up to 20, 25 million, but a team's prepared to pay that for him. We don't know. Um, so yeah, if if I was if I was Gerard, I'd be desperate to keep him. Yeah. If you know, if Morales wants to go, then sort of try and balance it out with a substantial offer from someone, and then and then then sell him. Yeah, I so, totally agree. But he's only twenty-four, so he's got plenty of years left in him. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just whether or not they can hold out for a, a more substantial fee or not.
2: Yeah, what a result. Yeah. I mean, Jack, another one for you, mate. Is Declan Rice? There's going to have to be sold if West Ham want to bring in several new faces to strengthen their squad. Is that is that something you'd possibly think about doing, or is that a no-go and keep hold of him?
0: Depends how much you sell him for, really. If they sell him for a decent <laughs> chunk, and, if they sell him for a decent chunk, mate, and uh, can get some decent players in, then obviously um, it's worth it. But if they can't, then keep hold of him. I've heard that through. Uh, that Lampard apparently wants Declan Rice, but he wants him as a centre half. Yeah, but which I'm not, which I'm not too yeah. sure about personally. But um, I know Chelsea needs to bolster that back line. But yeah, I think if, you, like I just said, if you if you get the right amount of money and you can use that money wisely, then it would be a good thing for West Ham. But whether or not they can get the right amount of money for him is the, is the real issue there. You know, are, are clubs prepared to pay what West Ham want for him?
2: Well, yeah, well. That's the question, isn't it? That's the yeah. thing. And I'm I mean, sure... I mean,
0: what... Go on, mate. Go on, no, go I'm on. sure they'll want a massive amount of money as well, mate. I'm sure they'll want, you know, sort of 50 million plus for, for him.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. Should we put Jacko on the spot?
1: <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you already are, so yeah, yeah go
2: Jacko, for it. one for you. Northampton Town. Yeah. signed yeah. defender Joe Mills from his departure of Forest Green. Do you reckon he's a good fit for Northampton? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, Jacko. you should know about this transfer. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, just like Potch's son, I've got all the info here.
2: <laughs> um, he's 30 years old. And he's turned down he turned down a new deal at Forest Green to go to not, uh, Northampton.
1: Right. <laughs> well that helps. Yeah. I oh, it <laughs> uh, let, me, let me just have a look. At, let me do a bit of research. You know, I'm glad.
0: You... On another note, uh, Northampton yeah. have signed a goalkeeper on from Derby. Well, here we go. So there's another little one for you.
1: Yeah, so, uh, he's basically gone from a League Two side to a League One side at 30. Mm. Um, it's one of those where he obviously feels that he'd be be- it, it, it would be better for him if he went. Mm. Went up the league. Um, it's whether or not Northampton will be able to u- utilize him in a role that's suitable for them. Well, yeah. I don't know. I've not I've not seen enough of it to to warrant a proper opinion. No, either. I just
2: thought I'd put you on the spot. Yeah, I know. yeah I know. thanks. <laughs> and looking for the transfer news before we go. Greeny's got his old Greeny's quiz.
1: Oh, so this is going to be wrong <laughs> then. Right?
2: So let's see who knows more.
1: I'm surp- yeah. surprised
0: you've not done a little voiceover for your <laughs> oh, okay. quiz the international quiz right Jack
2: Jacko yes. can come in if, if he knows it before you but here we go we're going to kick it off
0: Jacko the league get on your buzzer
2: fr- yeah get on your buzzer Jacko <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yours is like um, I don't know, a nice sheep or something like that there <laughs> <laughs>
1: press it it says greenies as well it says jackal
2: (laughs) (laughs) so here we go Jack hands on the buzzers won the league in three different countries have an Italian passport although I've never played in Italy have signed for six clubs but only played for four of them made less than 50 international appearances for my country who is it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: What? I'm just putting you on the spot, lads.
1: You've got that one, Jack. God knows what I've
0: got. <laughs> I think my buzz is broke.
2: <laughs> I'll make it a little bit easier. Is it A, Deco, B, Martin D. Michaelis, C, I'm Robin, or D, Kesman? So he's won the league in three different countries. He's got an Italian passport, although he's never played in Italy. Has signed for six clubs, but only played for four of them. And he's made less than 50 international appearances for his country. Have a, have a, have a stab at it, Jack. De it That is the correct answer. Hey! Well done. Jack, are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Right, are you ready? This one's nice and easy for you, Jacko. Um,
1: it's not,
2: I bet. Yeah, it's honestly played on four different continents, won the national league in five different countries, played under Louis Van Gaal. Who is he?
1: What multiple choice have a got? You
2: want, Let's you multiple is, choice creating, you? is it Robin Van Persie? It's not, mate. No, so I'll give you multiple choice, Jacko.
1: So you got. He didn't play under Van Who? Van Persie didn't play under Van Hal unless he played for him under uh, Bayern. No, it was just a random punt. So, let's uh, let's
2: move. Um, go. A, Rivaldo. B, Samueletto. C, is Juan Pablo Sorin. Or D, is Raquel May. So, I played on four different continents, won the National League in five different countries, played under Louis Van Gaal.
1: What were the options? You've got Raquel May, Sorin, Yeah, et- Eto or Rivaldo. So it's a tough one there. Good luck, Jacko.
2: <laughs> I was quite surprised when I seen it myself.
1: Have um, a punt at it. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to go with it's Raquel not May. not, Jack.
2: Eto. It's not, it's, it's Rivaldo. Yeah. One more. Uh, well, will do one more each and then we'll call it a day the pod. But Jack, this one's for you. Won two cup competitions. Won one league title. Awarded a bronze medal in the Olympics. Played for three English Premier League teams. Earned more than 75 international caps. <laughs> Can you guess it without year <laughs> old uh, A, B, C, D.
0: Mickey Richards?
2: No, mate, you're nowhere near. Do you, want, do you want some options? Yeah, give me some options, mate. So That's got, just a random guess. You've got A. Joe, B. Javier Mascherano, C. Key Sung Yong, or D. Roque Santa Cruz? I'll
0: go Mascarano. No.
2: Jacko? Roque no, Santa Cruz. Key Sung Yong.
0: <laughs> Nicky, further wrong, it? Yeah, yeah, well done.
1: That was,
2: it's that a new, was, that was last one for Jacko for him to win this round this week. It's here we go.
1: Hold on, I'm down. How can I win it. it?
2: Oh yeah, you are. But you can draw the level then this week. Are you
1: ready? He's terrible as a have computer, a Premier absolutely. League
2: winners medal, Jacko, and he's earned one mm-hmm. senior cap for England. Who is it? So that, again...
1: Has a it... Premier, Premier League yeah, winners, and, uh, man, but only I one I, senior
0: cat.
2: <laughs> you can come in on it, Jack, if Jacko don't get it. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Is it Chris Kirkland? It's not. You're close, but it wasn't Chris Kirkland. Jack? I
0: was going to say David Nugent.
2: No, no. I'll say Jacko's more closer. Do you want, do you want options, Jacko?
0: There's a key for that. Yeah, go
2: We've on. got Luke Chadwick, Francis Jeffers, Jermaine Pennant, or Chris Sutton.
1: Huh. Well, Sutton, Sutton never did, because Sutton, Sutton got sent to the B team, slagged it off to Hoddle, and Hoddle never picked him again. <laughs> Jeffers never won a title with mm. Arsenal. Oh no, he might have done. <laughs>
2: I love these quizzes. Pennant. Pennant? It's not Pennant, no. Jack? What were the options, mate? you got Chadwick, Jeffers, Pennant or Sutton. We'll go Jeffers. It's not, no.
1: Hey, it's, it's Chadwick. Not. It's Chris
2: Sutton, mate. Yeah. What? He got the winner's medal.
1: <laughs> I can't. I know he got winner's medal for Blackburn but I there, there was a conversation that he had on BT Sport mm. years mm. ago um he had a Glenn Hoddle was in the, the the chair as well and they were discussing about it and he said that he he got selected to play for England he then got pushed to the B team where he kicked off summit fierce. told Hoddle where to stick it and he never played yeah, for England. Yeah he
2: played in, ni- in 1997 but, mate it, he made he got his England cap and that was, a, um, that was in the 79th minute against Cameroon. Although he was left out of the World Cup squad after a fallout with Glenn Hoddle.
1: Yeah, that must have been yeah.
2: after that. Yeah. So there we go, lads. It was Chris Sutton. Yes, yeah. But on that yes. note, that brings us to the end of After Extra Time. Um, you can get in touch with us at After Extra Time 2020 at gmail.com. And you can also contact mm-hmm. us on Twitter. And you can also contact us on Facebook Live on Thursday evening. Just follow our page after extra time, and you'll see my lovely face and the two ugly mugs.
1: No, you wait—you'll just see a logo saying "after extra time"
2: because I wasn't there last on the Facebook Live. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, um, before I shoot off as well, just going to quickly say Jack will be the host on the Facebook Live on Thursday if he's not down the pub having some pub grub. And he'll oh, also be the host for next week's pod. And he's got some... Uh, what, uh, he's got some person on next week, isn't he, Jack? Oh,
0: yeah, I have. I've got Beardy. Oh, he's got Beardy, Jacko. Oh,
1: oh Jacko's <laughs> jealous. You absolute <laughs> bastard. You proper... Now, that's a backstab if ever <laughs> I heard it.
2: <laughs> I mean, that'll be interesting, Jack. So, I'm guessing you're going to be talking a bit more about uh, the youth game. Um, obviously, because yeah, of Beardy's yeah. role. Well.
0: Yeah, we'll have a little mention. Of, obviously, we'll have a little talk about his career, yeah. um, Brighton in general, just how he feels Brighton's going. Um, mm. Graham Potter, maybe a little quick mention about him, and then, like you say, you know, the academy uh, and the academy setup in general in football and uh, the academy setup in Brighton as well.
2: Yeah, that sounds really decent. And can we not? Can we just skip the Millwall part of him?
0: Yeah, happily. Yeah,
2: yeah that, that's great because I think that will uh, get rid of the listeners. To be honest, mate. <laughs>
1: Mate, if they've got to listen to you, waffle, I think they've lost them already.
2: <laughs> I think I've got 1.8k on the last live, Jacko.
1: No, no, we, <laughs> we, it wasn't you, it, it was certainly we. wasn't
2: me. <laughs> no, well, we know <laughs> and Jacko are moaning at me because I've got this um, for the listeners there. If you weren't on Facebook Live, he was moaning about my uh, introduction. Um, so go back and have a listen. But I can't see what's wrong with it.
1: <laughs> and I- everything's wrong you're introdu- introducing <laughs> it.
2: right on that note I think we should call it there so again thanks for listening to After Extra Time get in touch Jacko will pick your emails up he wants to get an email and he'll be buzzing um, yeah. and that is everything for this week so it's goodbye from me it's
1: goodbye it's good- from me That's
0: goodbye from me
2: boss see you all others thanks for listening and make sure you follow us and make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and all the other podcast websites. Bye for now.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.